flat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mind the Flat, a weekly podcast that brings debate to life's most challenging questions. I'm Chris Heffernan and as always, I'm joined by my former flatmates and very good friends, Amy Isles. Hello. And Tom Crowther. Hello. This week's life-changing question is, what's the best decade? But before that, it's time to get in the zone with Chris's Quiz of the Week. Your first question this week. In which year were all of the following at number one in the charts? I'm a Believer by the Monkees. All You Need Is Love by the Beatles. And The Last Waltz by Engelbert Humperdinck. What absolute tunes they all are. Okay, Amy, you're the only person qualified to answer this, so you're going to answer (laughs) this on my behalf because I have no idea. Well, it's at some point during the 60s. I'm just trying to think when All You Need Is Love came out and what album it was on. I don't think too hard about it. Sorry. (laughs) This is important, Tom. (laughs) I want to say it's definitely... It wasn't one of their early ones. I want to say it was on Sgt Pepper, but I'm not 100% sure. So in which case, it'll be... I re- but I think I'm a believer wasn't that late in the 60s. I want to say like 66. 66? I'm happy to go with yeah, 66. 1966. Well, I'm very impressed because the actual answer is 1967. Oh, oh no. So close. Yeah, that so was far. very impressive, Amy. Well done. Oh, thank you. And of course, thank you Tom for participating. That's okay. I passed it over <laughs> to Amy. I know my strengths. Thanks for the moral support. <laughs> I think this one might be in Tom's strengths. In which year was the first iPhone launched? 2007. Final answer. Agreed. Okay. Straight in there. (laughs) And he's bang on. 2007. That's like one of the most popular quiz questions. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I think, is another very popular quiz question. In which year did Disney release its first full-length cell-animated feature film? Was it Phantasialand? Is that what it was called? Phantasialand? Is that the German version? <laughs> it was. It was something like. It had something like Phantasia in the title. Is it not sure just it Fantasia? Did. Oh yeah, that's what it was. I thought the first ever. I thought it was Snow White was the first ever one. I think that's a common misconception. Okay. Should we go, like, I think that's the... I think it's 20s. 20s? That's early. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I think it was really early. Oh, no. Now I'm doubting it. I was thinking, like, 32. (sighs) Okay. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go with that. 32. And are we wanting to put an answer in for the film just for fun? Fantasia. Yeah. Or Fantasialand. Nope. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> it was 1937. Ah, oh, we're in the right decade. Not a common misconception. It was Snow White and oh. the Dwarfs. Thanks, Thank Amy, you. for torpedoing that one. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> so we'll go back to I think Oops. probably an area of Tom's specialities. Which is the only decade of the 20th century to see only one political party in charge? Your call. 80s. 
That's what I was thinking, if it helps. Thatcher. Ah, uh, uh, no, I'm not even sure on that one. I can't remember. No, no I'm going to go 80s just because it's the best vest I've got. Bang on, Tom. Have confidence. Yes. I do not. Come on, Tom. 1980s. <laughs> nice Margaret one. Thatcher was Prime Minister from 1979 until 1990. Wow. So the whole of the 80s was just ruled by the Conservative Party. Blimey I didn't know she was in power for that long. Wow. Yes. Yeah. And our final question this week is going to take us back to our very first episode. Ah. Oh, in memories. which year was sliced bread oh, first no. sold and penicillin discovered? Oh, uh, was it 27? Oh, I thought it was 28. Oh, no, because this, this is the thing that we had with the... Um, when was when did women get the suffrage? And that was 28. I think sliced bread is 27. I think that's where we're getting the problem. Like I thought women's suffrage was 27. I really want to go 27. Okay, we'll go 27. But if it's 28, I'm not talking to you for the whole podcast. That would make things quite <laughs> difficult. I know. <laughs> well, this is going to be difficult because it was Tom the Torpedo this time. It was oh, 1928. For sake. Oh. And women's suffrage was also 1928. Yeah, that's okay. So 1928 okay. was quite a year. Uh, sliced bread was first sold in the July of that year. And as Amy very sneakily in our first episode argued, penicillin was the best thing because that came in September 1928. Just later yeah, than sliced <laughs> bread. <laughs> So, now we're in the zone, it's time to debate. The motion before the flat today is, you can't beat the roaring twenties. We have just the one caveat, and as they say in Forty Towers, don't mention a war. (laughs) You sure that's a direct quote, Chris? Absolutely. (laughs) Other than that, the rules are the same as always, no swearing, no taking offence, and of course, no pompous points. As always, we start with an affirmative statement, and this week it's from me on the joys of the 1920s. Guys, why would you not want to be a part of the 1920s? It is a time of euphoria. It is a time of freedom. It is a time of change okay it's the hedonistic lifestyle it's dancing it's partying you've got jazz clubs you've got cocktail clubs everyone is happy everyone is partying okay it is a time to be alive women are feeling more confident and empowered than ever before society is changing it's got a pace to it it's got an excitement to it the 1920s are where i want to be well, wow. and famously, it just carried on going throughout the whole 20s and nothing went wrong ever. <laughs> Bang on, Tom. The 1920s were just idyllic. Yeah, and until, you know, the, the famous Wall Street crash and the Great Depression and, you know, everyone lost their yeah. jobs. <laughs> but you see, Tom, that really is the 1930s. Is it, though? Yeah. It might have happened in the 20s, but... <laughs> just because it happened in the 20s doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, like, that. That, that completely excuses it. I think that's probably the most important thing. That it's, it's because of that carefree attitude that, you know, we could do what we want, everything's going great, ignore everything, 
no, there's no problems whatsoever. Let's just la di da our way through life, and then bam, you slap bang in the middle of a crisis. Exactly. So don't live in the 1930s. Live in the 1920s. <laughs> oh, that's that's a really good takeaway, I think. And I think we could, if we apply that logic to climate change, it's like don't care what's going on now. Do whatever <laughs> you like. Let the future deal with it. I think that's a very valid point. <laughs> Pompous point. Pompous point. <laughs> Whoa. Come on, he's, he's come straight in. He's thrown climate change at us. He's trying to get us all riled up and out okay. on the streets with our Extension Rebellion signs. I think maybe for climate change, but his point on the, the Great Depression, I think, is very valid. And a lot of like literature about the 1920s, like The Great Gatsby and of mice and men for example kind of they play especially the great gatsby kind of plays up these fantastic parties but it's always underpinned by this like american dream that isn't quite achieved and i think it's just kind of masking the the sadness in that period yeah it's not it wasn't all just uh, fun and games um it was it was a lot of uh, yeah rich white men probably had loads of fun but uh, if you are any other category of, uh, of human being in the United States or the United Kingdom. Probably not having a great time. We all know what Chris is basing this on. Downton Abbey. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I've taken a very specific view of I would like to be in the 1920s in the upper echelons of British society and be an Earl. Okay? I've taken all that into account. Okay? And on those groundings, that's where I'm arguing for the 1920s. It's very general, really. <laughs> but what about for everyone else? Like, let's not forget 1918, the end of World War One. Kind of going <gasps> uh, uh, into. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, she, she mentioned, mentioned the, war. the war. Oh no! She mentioned the war. <laughs> no, what did I do? <laughs> Amy, I think that's got to be minus two points. No. Okay, you've I broken a caveat. Started. You've mentioned oh, the what war. What have I done? What have I done? Oh dear! Oh, no. What a oh, nightmare! No. <laughs> this is the one big rule we had okay, already out the window. Not, not the war then, but Spanish influenza was a big thing in 1918, and a lot of people died from that. So going into the 20s, bit of a sad situation. Lots of diseases are still going to kill you, like didn't have the health care that we have in nowadays. I was going to say, it's a good job that we don't have any diseases that are going to kill us now. <laughs> we wow. all know that, that diseases were limited solely to the 1920s. <laughs> but specifically, you said the 1910s. By the 1920s, they'd actually found a cure for everything. That's why everyone was so happy. That's not scientific evidence, just to let you know. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, okay. I, I get your point, like, not gonna lie, I would have loved to have been at one of Gatsby's parties, and even, like, a hundred years later, we're still kind of basing parties on 1920s themes, hmm. so I think that's got to say something pretty great about maybe the party lifestyle of the 1920s. And I think I think that's something that I think is quite special, and I look to today and stuff, is that I love the idea of proper dancing. Okay, you go somewhere mm. and the foxtrot plays and you get up, you go, can I have this dance, please? And you dance the foxtrot. It's not just sweaty, jumping up and down, accidentally spitting in each other's faces as you try to talk because the music's far too loud to hear each other. But didn't a lot of people think that about when the Charleston came about? Didn't a lot of people think it was quite vulgar and like not the kind of society dance 
Oh, absolutely. But I still think it's better than now. I think when we look back on it, we can bestow a little bit more class to the kind of party atmosphere that, that came mm. with. Regardless of who it was that it was enjoyed by, yeah, I think I think definitely that there's a point there to Chris that, that, that you know, it was, a, it was a lot more considerate sort of partying rather than, you know, yeah. spewing everywhere and, and doing outrageous things. Ooh, I'm not sure about that because wasn't bootlegging quite a lot is it bootlegging like making your own alcohol illegally wasn't that a big trend in the 1920s yeah i'm pretty sure prohibition was that's that's the word i'm looking for yes prohibition thank you that was in america where they have no self-control here in britain we had parties with style and alcohol (laughs) speaking of parties uh, i was gonna say speaking of parties uh if you take a a little wander over to the continent a certain other party came into existence in the 1920s and i'm not going to mention what that party came and did <laughs> but that party did some pretty nasty things in, in a thing that i'm not allowed to mention and that party <laughs> again i'm not gonna i'm not gonna mention it because i'm so worried about getting a a point taken away but there's a party we all know what it is and it did some bad things and that started in the 20s <laughs> Touche, Thomas Crowther, touche. <laughs> There's a point. Well done, Tom. Right, before we depress ourselves overly, Amy, why don't you take us to the swinging 60s? Well, I think the 60s just builds upon the 20s. Like, the what, the big thing for me, which you two both know about the 60s, which I adore, is the music. And like, yeah... 20s you could have a nice dance but the music's all a bit bland isn't it no one really remembers any hit classics from the 20s the 60s oh my gosh it's like a musical revolution you get like elvis in the early 60s you get the beatles the rolling stones the kinks and it just it does revolutionize music and a lot of like really popular artists since that time look to those bands for inspiration that's where it comes from really so and like the dancing as well it's still not like too it's kind of getting to that sweaty club vibe but it's still like people just having a good time enjoying themselves chris did you have a point there i just wanted to give you a point amy oh that's all i wanted i think the music revolution of the 60s it's thrilling isn't it it's exciting i love a bit of you're feeling down you stick a bit of 60s on you do a little bit of a hip wiggle you're happy again there's something for everyone as well, I think, with with 60s. Yeah, for sure. I, th- I think definitely, like, music is probably the biggest thing that the 60s has going for it. I mean, it's, as you say, I mean, I don't know if this is just because it's in the past and, you know, other decades are sooner and mm. so there's less to be based, like, less that's come after them to have based themselves on what's come before. But I think, mm. I think the 60s did come at a good point where, like, recording technology and distribution technology was just at the right kind of level for everyone to to really get into music for, in a really big way, in a way that had yeah. like, and, and kind of possessing albums and, and having, you know, yeah. L- LPs. And it's a, you kind of, you, you hunker for that. I mean, there's, there, there is a reason why people have got records now. It's because like mm. they didn't have them, they, they were gone for ages and now people, they all want their vinyl records again. And I think they kind of... Yeah. And I feel like that's something which epitomises the 60s as well, is it's that kind of... For me, it's that period of time where, when you think of nostalgia, you look to the 60s. Like, in present day, here and now, my parents remember living in the 60s. 
my grandparents remember like bringing up their children in the 60s and like that's what I think too is, is like that retro period it's got that culture around it of like these kind of to use a word our other former flatmate really hated vibes about it of like this whole kind of atmosphere of the 60s and also like like the 20s but on I'd say a bigger scale there's a lot of social change going on like the sexual revolution which is giving not just women freedom but everyone a lot more freedom civil rights were kind of taking off at this point making life better for like ethnic minorities and yeah it's on kind of I feel like the 60s were just an upwards trajectory yeah point there for upward trajectory and your borderline american freedom loving there i know (laughs) i am going a bit i feel (laughs) i feel like this is i'm going in this direction of like cheesy american movies it was mentioned in the last episode we did but yeah i feel like that's part of me (laughs) i mean without long in a minute you're gonna be like oh they're gonna come and take away our guns we gotta have our freedom (laughs) i didn't realize we were going back to the 1800s (laughs) I'm talking about the 1960s, not the 1860s. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, and one more point, very quickly, that which kind of adds to this culture, the fashion of the 60s. I mean, oh my goodness. It just looks... You kind of had, like... I feel like nowadays, you get fast fashion, which is great because you can keep up with changing styles, but let's face it, it's not that ecologically friendly but fashion in the 60s is like it's the clothes were made to keep they were good quality and they just looked amazing like look at twiggy look at the classic mop top styles of the beatles the teddy boys in the early 60s with their quiffs kind of coming a bit more from the 50s but into the early 60s as well these just iconic styles like mary quant with the little a-line dresses those like flower power fashion in the late 60s oh love it see i i would say that for me the 60s is like it's the easiest to make into a tacky party costume ripoff you know i think the 60s you say that it's got great fashion but i think it's just because we replicate it so easily in a really kind of rubbishy kind of way i think it's the it's the it's the quickest you put on those like sunflower glasses and you do your headband and you look like a hippie you know it's what you do if you want to look farcical and ridiculous it's not what you want to do if you want to look cool and trendy you know no i think i i agree with you and I'll, i'll give you a point there i think it can be really tacky but at the same time like i have memories of when i was in high school and we'd go into birmingham and then we'd walk down from the ball ring a little bit into Digbeth um, and that's where the old birds custard factory was it was kind of developed into all these little vintage shops at the time I think a lot of them have shut now which is quite sad but like I used to love and I've still got a dress that I bought when I was like 16 and it was all this kind of fashionable stuff from the 60s that was decent quality and looked really really classy and I think in modern fashion nowadays you they still take elements from 60s fashion like the a-line style is, is still very popular and some of the like may i think it's the patterns you're talking about that are quite gaudy at times but i think in modern fashion they kind of play on that and it's it's still used nowadays like the geometric style patterns what i would say though is you are not gonna win me round. okay if you're saying that the flat the fact flares have made a comeback from the 60s is a good thing. 
I cannot stand them. They should have been left in the 60s. Aren't Flair's more 70s? I don't know, Amy, but I I typed in 60s fashion flares and they've come up. So (laughs) I don't like them, okay? And I'm going to put them in the 60s, okay? I don't care if they're not. I'm ready to have a rant about them, okay? Leave them there, okay? Let's not have them. Shouldn't we move forward away from these things? Learn by our mistakes. Speaking of learning from mistakes, should we move on to how (laughs) we uh, might have learned from mistakes in the 2010s? Let's go. done them all over again. (laughs) Well, I'd say the 2010s are the best, is the best decade for everyone. It's not just the best decade for if you're rich or it's not just the best decade for, you know, if you have time to go out and dance in a field because you like all the music that's coming out in the 60s. The best decade for everyone is the 2010s. I'd say the iPad came out. You've got this digital technical technical revolution that's um, taking over our our own consumer culture. Gay marriage became legal in the UK and the US. Uh, Leo won his Oscar, finally. The Arab Spring, which is obviously perfect because there are now no dictatorships in the Middle East, I think. If I check my notes, that's probably right. Um, Apple added emoji to the keyboard. You know, we've now got this new way of expressing ourselves. The Me Too movement started. Uh scientists uncovered the Higgs boson we've just got so much progress in so many different ways in science and technology in in rights movements forwards and you know people are a lot more uh, people are a lot better off now than they ever have been in the past but have we not ruined it have we not 2010 saw us go yeah oh things were just too good we've got a girl and ruin it i mean it's seen the end of centrists parties the uprising of cartoonist leaders and the right wing and nothing ever happens okay yes you've got technology but it's a bit of pain in the backside most of the time it teases mm. you have this thing but actually it's so complicated most people can't even work out how to turn it on so you get depressed old people who feel they're being left behind okay why can't life be like it was in the 1920s where we just had to <laughs> dance okay we didn't have an I dance and an I tango and an I chair. Everything was just I free. <laughs> but surely, the fact that now we're we're more connected with everyone, you know, especially in a time like this, the the 2010s have really set us up to deal with the current situation a lot better than we ever have been able to. Imagine having this kind of pandemic situation back in the past when you know we didn't have that kind of digital technology like yeah maybe in the 60s you could phone people but in the 20s what most people probably i don't i actually don't know this is a completely unfounded point but most people probably didn't (laughs) have a phone in their homes i'm pretty sure i didn't i didn't even know the phone had been invented at that point i mean maybe it had Phone had been invented okay cool so i'd say the 2010s really set us up to deal with these kind of crises in in a much better way like we house party we can drink with our friends still you know um we can talk to our uh, older relatives and make sure they're okay there's it's just kind of when the world is shrinking in times like this we're now able to kind of come together in a way that we never have done in the past yeah i think a point to tom there for the connection that technology brings definitely but I wonder, and this this may be a a position where we are in in we're quite close to two thousand and tens. It's a hard decade in that way. But where's its spirit? 
okay? The spirit of the 20s, the spirit of the 60s. But the 2010s, have we lost spirit? Okay, I would say, I wouldn't say the 2010s have amazing music. I wouldn't say it has some of the, the greatest films ever created. Where, where's its spirit, Tom? I think it's just because, you know, we haven't had time to stew on it. You know, we've had a whole century since the 20s to write about it and think about it and pontificate. And we've had, what, 50, 60 years since the 60s to, to kind of create this idea of what we think these things are. The only reason we don't have that for the 2010s is because we've literally just shut the door on it and walked out. You know, it, it, we'll have to look back on that in the future. But we've just lived through that period. And I think we've lived through a period that was really quite bloody good. I'm not sure how good it was, to be honest. Like, let's not forget, 2016 was an awful year in general. How many people, how many, like, good celebrities died in 2016? And also, how many, like like you said, Chris, cartoonist leaders kind of rose to prominence in 2016? That, for me, kind of just spoiled the 2010s. I'm going to throw Tom a life ring, okay? Get ready to catch it, Tom. 2018, summer. Summer 2018. Oh, good point. Love Island. Football's coming home. It's sunny. It was glorious. Everyone was happy. It was a glorious. But that's like, that's that's a month or three months maybe in 10 years. Whereas we 2016 was just, it's a bit like, a better version of 2020 marginally <laughs> does anyone have any last points they'd like to raise before we go to the scoreboard okay so apart from the fashion maybe not a positive of the 60s it was just a decade where everything seemed positive and like things were moving upwards there were no dips really it was just on the upwards trajectory into the 70s. Boom. No, no dips, no uh, Cuban Missile <laughs> Crisis, no assassinate, assassination of the US president and definitely no troubles starting in Ireland. But yeah, definitely no dips <laughs> whatsoever. I, I, I remember the 60s just like that. And Tom. So the last point that I want to make that kind of just sums up the 2010s is they are that period of inclusivity. You know, it's the best decade for any given person. You know, if you're from an ethnic minority or you're gay or you're a woman, any decade in the past is worse than the decade we've just had. You know, so it's, it's the best for everyone. It's that bringing everyone together and, and kind of getting through things together. There are obviously, just like every other decade, things that have gone wrong. But I think ultimately we're all moving in that right direction. Powerful last words, Tom. I think I might sneak you in one final point there. And all, all I'm going to say about the 1920s is in a decade like this, in a time like this, isn't it lovely to look back to a decade that we can forget about all the bad things that happened about it. We can idealise it and stereotype it into the wonderful form of escapism parties that are brought together in the wonderful world of a great Gatsby party. Apart from the music was rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that brings us to a nice conclusion, which means it is time to look at the scores on the doors. So, this week, 
Amy was badly hit early on by her mentioning of the war. So sadly, Amy was only able to claw that back at the end and finish on zero points this week. Not much better for Chris and for myself. Why do I go third person? For myself <laughs> and the 1920s on one, but storming it this week. And a grand total of four points is Tom with the 2010s. Hey. Well done, Tom. Well done, Tom. So there you have it. The 2010s are the best decade. Thank you very much for listening. And if you'd like to get in contact with us or tell your friends all about us, then you can either through... Following us on social media. On Facebook, we're mindtheflat.podcast. Instagram, at mindtheflat underscore podcast. And Twitter, mindtheflat underscore pod. Or you can email us at mindtheflatpodcast at gmail.com. Or visit our website, mindtheflatpodcast.com, where we've got all our episodes from this series and series one. And we'll be back again next week with more debate on another of life's most challenging questions. Until then, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye.